sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. to hour number two of the morning after live right here on this Friday on SportsGrid. Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM. All around the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Friday. One final hour for us before we head in to Memorial Day weekend. A three-day weekend, a holiday weekend to enjoy the unofficial start to summer memorial day weekend means a lot in the sports world it's the ncaa tournament finals in men's lacrosse ncaa baseball continues on and in regular major league baseball it's an important time of the year to figure out where things are going we'll look at the mlb slate on this friday in just a little bit but this weekend especially we have two huge games on Saturday night. We'll continue to preview game number six of an extended Eastern Conference Finals between Boston and Miami in the NBA playoffs tomorrow night in South Beach. Tomorrow night in Las Vegas, it is game number five of the Western Conference Finals between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. We saw a four-game sweep in the Eastern Conference Finals between the Panthers and the Hurricanes. There was a potential of that last night between Vegas and Dallas in Dallas, but the Stars ultimately prevail in overtime. The third game to go to OT out of four in this Western Conference Finals set, and the veteran Joe Pavelski keeps Dallas's season alive, extending the Western Conference Finals to a fifth game, a 3-2 uh, game for win for the Stars, their first in this Western Conference final set. So when you look at the odds right now, Vegas entered last night a minus 2,200 favorite to win this series outright. Still a four-digit price in favor of the Golden Knights. It is minus 1,000. If you think Dallas can keep this series going, plus 350, for six games plus 300 for seven games which are both better prices than what we will see for dallas to win outright in game number five tomorrow night in las vegas now the odds are expecting the golden knights to take advantage of being back on home ice where they won each of the opening two games of this series it's minus 142 that game five money line price in favor of Vegas tomorrow night back in Las Vegas. The over-under set at five and a half. Three of the four games now, despite three of the four going to overtime, staying under that pregame total of five and a hook. So again, let's show those game five odds here for the Western Conference Finals in the Stanley Cup postseason. Vegas nearly a dollar and a half favorite on home ice. Although they didn't close it out in four for a sweep last night against the Stars. The gentleman sweep is what the odds are anticipating tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Minus 142 money line. That is the price for the Golden Knights. The over-under again set at five and a half. Three of the four games in this set trending toward the under. And what is so fascinating here is about Las Vegas truly being a hockey town. The Golden Knights as an organization 
only have been around for six seasons. This, their sixth in franchise history. They have reached the final four of the Stanley Cup postseason four of their six years now. They have qualified for the postseason five of their six years. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. Hour number two of a Friday Live on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. So again, Las Vegas tomorrow night is going to be bumping. Not because of the strip and the slot machines or whatever it might be. Because of Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals between the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Again, you can see the franchise playoff history for the Vegas Golden Knights. Their first year in the NHL, 2017-2018. And in that debut season, their maiden voyage reached the Stanley Cup final. They're looking to get back there with one more win. They're favored tomorrow night to do that to their second ever Stanley Cup final appearance. But they have made the postseason five of six years. They have reached the conference finals, so to say, four of the six years. If you remember the 2021 NHL Stanley Cup postseason when we played in quadrants against teams from your own division for that one year based on COVID protocols. You were pretty much in pods. It wasn't a conference final. You had to win your pod, best of those four teams, and then you were one of the final four teams trying to reach the cup final. Vegas did that. So virtually, they've reached the conference finals four of their six years now so as we look at the stanley cup odds the vegas golden knights remain an odds on favorite minus 110 entering yesterday's game four with the potential of a sweep over dallas vegas was a minus 120 favorite florida's right there though the Panthers ultimately, if they play the Golden Knights, maybe even the Stars, I'm not entirely sure, going to be booked as an underdog. The Panthers have relished their time as an underdog, the hottest team in the NHL. They've won 11 of 12 games here of their last 12 in this postseason. So let's go to the Conn Smythe award odds as well. The Conn Smythe is the playoff MVP in the NHL. It's not a finals MVP. It's all of the postseason. And with how great he has been in net for Florida, the man known as Bob, Sergei Bobrovsky, is still the favorite at plus 200. But with a flair for the dramatic, Matthew Kachuk, also of the Panthers, the second best price at plus 350. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's a big weekend in the world of sports. How are you getting ready for summer? We hit the streets up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A holiday weekend is on the horizon. The unofficial start to summer, it is Memorial Day weekend. We appreciate everything that we have in store for this weekend. And in the sports world, Memorial Day means a ton of things. The conference finals in both the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup postseason continue on. As we have shared numerous times, it's about the two-month point of the Major League Baseball season, an integral weekend to figure out how your year is going. If you've sucked or you're better than you expected, now that sets the plan for the rest of the dog days of summer. And for many people out there, it's the unofficial start to summer. So you're feeling good. You're out barbecuing. You're by the pool. Maybe you're on the beach. And that is certainly the case on the morning after on this Friday as our producer, 
John Shames joins the show. He's over there in our New Jersey headquarters, down in Homedale, New Jersey, not far away from the Jersey Shore, where he'll be this weekend, taking in the coast, seeing the waves, the vibes are high. Shamesy guy, we appreciate you being here once again. Two days in a row, man. How about that? Two days in a row I get to see your smiling face and a festive weekend we got on our hands here. It made too much sense for me to get down halfway down to the Jersey Shore, beat the traffic here, and I can come on air with you and have some fun, man. So it was all worth it. Listen, I wish you were right next to me, right to my right here in studio live in As person together, but I do understand trying to beat some of that holiday traffic. And Jamesy guy, we were trying to get in the mix with the traffic on the streets of New York City earlier this week to talk about what we thought was a rather simple question. What's your favorite part of summer? Some people in New York not feeling those sunshine rays just yet, James, but still we're excited for summer. I'm very excited for summer. It is, I mean, I'm considering this to be the kickoff for myself right now. I'm going to pop off this weekend. But yeah, man, New York City summer, it's not really what you think of. You know, that that's not a normal association. It seemed like people were excited about all the things outside of New York City when it came to summertime activities. So, you know, not maybe the most participatory Benny in the bets we've ever done, but it still sure was a good one. And I think now, Ben, as Alex Fasano would say, we should take a deep breath, relax, and dive in to this week's edition of Benny and the Bets. Memorial Day is the unofficial start of summer. Today we ask New Yorkers how they spend their time when the weather gets warmer. What's your favorite thing about the summer? The weather. The hot weather. Bathing. Bathing. Yeah. Sun. Sun? The sun. You like the sun? Best. Uh, the weather, people are nicer. The liquor. The liquor? The vibes. It's, vibes always higher in the summer. <laughs> Getting out of the city? Getting out of the city. <laughs> Bars, outdoor seating. Rooftops. Rooftops, nice. The beach. The beach. Yeah. You both like going to the beach? Yes. Yes. Um, guys on the beach. Guys on the beach? Yeah. What are they doing? Playing volleyball like in top. Yeah, I like that too. Kind of, pause. I like winter better. You like winter better? Yeah. The weather and the beach, Fire Island, yeah. getting out of here for a few days. The sunshine. <laughs> it is nice. Do you like the beach as well? How do you beat the heat? I don't. Oh. Neither does Boston. The heat. <laughs> the heat? Yeah, the heat. What, what do you do when it gets hot? Oh, I live in Dubai, actually. I'm just here for the day, yeah. Just here for this day? Yeah. Did you think you'd have an interview on the streets of New York? No, I did not. What's your favorite thing about the summer? Easy living. Easy living. Fish is jumping. Fish are jumping. Castle on his climb. Wow. Your daddy's rich. Your mama's good looking. So no tears, no crying. Would you rather go to a beach or be in a pool? A beach. beach. Oh, that was a unanimous beach. <laughs> yes. Pool. Beach. Go to the beach. Go to the beach. Go to the beach. Two for the beach. Oh, the, the sea and the pool. The sea and the pool. What would you rather have, the ocean or the pool? Oh, the ocean for sure. Pool or the beach? Beach. beach. What's your favorite thing about summer? The beach. 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 Oh, summer's great. How do you beat the heat? Drink a lot of uh, ice water. Beat the heat. You need iced coffee. It's like it's like AC in a cup. You guys like watching or playing any sports in the summer? Uh, we do, we do uh, surf on the Surf? Yeah, we are yeah. surfers. Basketball is I went to the Yankees game. Paddle, paddle. Yeah. And then do the yep. pop off and. Oh. Motorbikes. Motorbikes? Yeah, I like motorbikes. You, you think we could go motorbiking together? Uh, sure. Paddle, 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 paddle. You're a great teacher. Baseball, Atlanta Braves. 
Atlanta Braves, yeah. they're going to win the World Series this year. Yeah, I hope so. I have kids, so yeah, I watch their Are they good? Yep. Actually, no. How come? I don't like sports that much. Uh, going on boats. What do you like to do on boats? Tube. Tube on boats? I do. Would you consider tubing a sport? Yes. Well, basketball for now. Yeah. How do you beat the heat? Tough. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. yeah. That's all you got to say. You just... If you were playing the NBA, you would beat the Miami Heat. Oh, no doubt. Unquestionably. You can't beat them. Well, you have to. The Knicks didn't. Why not? The Bucks didn't. Why not? Probably Jimmy Butler is his name. Ooh. Officially summer vibes here on a Friday on the morning after entering Memorial Day weekend. I can't wait for the call that is probably coming our way for both of us wearing sunglasses on live television. But Jamesy guy, it's too good. The hat is backwards. We're feeling good here on this Friday. James, what is that hat, by the way? Uh, it's not a Celtics hat, if you were wondering. I know. I don't, I don't need to flip it Which, around. If people want to go and rewind to the beginning of the segment, and you can kind of you mm -hmm. can catch me in a, in a little trap wearing a Knicks hat the day after yeah. the Celtics won oh. Game Five of the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe not the best look, but that the, dude, I'm telling you, the, the Celtics hat has been a bad omen all season, all postseason long. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Good. Yeah, it's not even in my pack. I mean, it's, listen, if it's a bad omen. For the team that is the Boston Celtics, we can't have any of that messing with any luck. 100%. Not only the day after game five, Shames, where Boston extends the series to a sixth game in Miami, but the day before game number six in South Beach tomorrow night. So the Knicks hat is an interesting choice, certainly when you give us your pick for tomorrow and the start of yeah. producer plays. Yeah, yeah. Producer plays starting off. In a big way here, Benny. And uh, listen, what am I going to do? Am I not going to pick the Celtics on the money line in the next game? I absolutely have to. If we have that producer plays board, we can roll it in. I will kick things off. You know exactly where I'm going. Jason Tatum, we're riding the T-Wagon right now all the way to the top. Game six victory for the Boston Celtics. It's, it's going to happen, Benny. I'm feeling confident about it right now. Even if I'm not feeling confident, I'd still have to come on here with my sunglasses looking cool as hell, saying I'm feeling confident. So I am. Listen, confidence breeds confidence. When you have belief in yourself, that's when good things happen. I think Boston is certainly starting to believe, Shamesy guy. The Celtics on the money line to make it a game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow, minus 146. We do have that producer plays board. Why? Because Jesse Metzger, our graphics producer, is as good as you will find, as fast as you will find. We'll get to his play, the sharpest of these handicappers next. But James, the guy, our intern here on the morning after, Stephen, a man from Syracuse, where we both went as well, going with Joe Musgrove. Over five and a half strikeouts. Steven, I'll tell you this. You're not in the office today. However, staying here at the Renaissance Hotel where the Sports Grid Studios are in Midtown Manhattan, a large conglomerate of San Diego Padres fans making the trip mm. out to the East Coast as the Padres have a weekend series up in the Bronx against the New York Yankees. They were boarding a tour bus earlier this morning, Shamesy guy. When I got into work, wow. it seems they're going to see the sights around the Big Apple. 
I love that, man. Not a great day if they were here on Monday. They could have been on this week's episode of Betting the Bets. How about the guy from Dubai who oh. came into New York for a day and then happened to be on the episode? That was yeah. awesome. But, yeah, listen, Steven, Yankee fan, by the way, fading the Yankees today, taking oh. Joe Musgrove over five and a half strikeouts against the Yanks. And then let's make sure we get our guy Jesse in, who has done such a great job building all these graphics today. Pete Alonso <laughs> to hit a home run for the New York Mets today. They're taking on the Colorado Rockies in Denver, and that is a plus two. 65 number there for Jesse. That's a that's a follow if I've ever seen one. We're telling that, buddy. Love the look right there from Jesse for the Major League Baseball leader right now in home runs. Pete Alonzo, 19 long balls already at course field at altitude. We'll talk some Major League Baseball entering this holiday weekend up next. Live right here on the morning app. Shades up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How can AI help you? It might make you a better sports better. And that's what we always try to do here on Sports Grid. It's smarter to be on Sports Grid and helping us with that. On this Friday, where the vibes are high, entering a holiday weekend to start off summer on the morning after, Shane Loison joins us here to go through the Major League Baseball slate because, as Shane knows, once you reach Memorial Day, pretty much the two-month point of this Major League Baseball season, you start to figure out what is happening in the bigs. If your team is good, if you're going to push it forward, if you've had a disappointing start, might you already be thinking about the future of your franchise? Shane doing some great work with Pine Sports. We're going to hear how the AI model sees this slate and maybe the rest of the weekend for Memorial Day weekend. Shane, thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday on the morning after. Thanks for having me, man. Two, uh, a bunch of really good games, by the way, on this Friday. And two of the best teams in all of the bigs facing off in Tampa Bay. The Rays have the best record in the American League. The Dodgers have arguably the best record in the National League. It goes back and forth between the Dodgers and the Braves. And today in Tampa, shame we see the Rays as a slight home favorite at the Trop, where they have been incredible all season long when it's best versus best what does the ai model tell you about the margin between the rays and the dodgers so the ai model is definitely on tampa today now i would say i'm always a little bit cautious because tampa is going to be using the old spot starter the bullpen game um the thing i am seeing though is Syndergaard just has not been getting it done he has a 10 plus era on the road uh he's equally struggling versus lefties and righties we know tampa is rolling out both they uh they hit one through nine another thing we like a lot is the top of the order for tampa has had great success against Syndergaard. you got uh, franco randy uh, diaz they're getting on base i think we know how that tampa team is is they're a confident team they play with confidence top of the order is getting on and then you see Betancourt, siri they loosen up a little bit um the thing that, like I said, with going with Tampa, the only reason I think this is a great spot to actually use it is against the Dodgers, you see some weird splits, right? The Dodgers have some guys who are great against righties that can't touch lefties and vice versa. So when you stack the lineup with Muncie and J.D. Martinez and stuff, I think it is a great chance for Tampa to be able to use their bullpen to benefit them. Um, the other thing we got going is the obvious that Tampa's 24-5 and five at home this year. This is their third straight home series. This is going to be uh, – 
LA's third straight road series. So it's been a long one for them. So I think it sets up nicely uh, today for them to jump on them. They got Kershaw tomorrow, might be looking ahead. So just a great spot overall for Tampa to get it done. The AI model and the odds thinking the same thing. The Dodgers were the favorites in the board we had there, but the line has moved. Tampa Bay now a minus 118 money line favorite. The Rays won the final. Both two super games strong as underdogs, too. Which, yeah. which is interesting. With I mean, the line which is crazy. Five and one for Tampa. I think LA's six and two. So that money, you know, what I mean, both I'm kind of looking at as underdogs where they're both good in that role. Right. You don't see them often as underdogs. Eight times no. for the Dodgers, six times for the Rays. You don't often see the Yankees as an underdog either. We'll get to that game in just a moment. But Tampa Bay, Shane, 24 and five at home in the Trop this year. They got smoked by Toronto a couple of nights back, 20 to one. They won their final two games of their series against the Blue Jays to win three of the four in the week day set, getting ready for the weekend hosting L.A. We also have a West Coast team coming to the East Coast, National League West versus the American League East in New York, up in the Bronx. Shane, I mentioned I walked into work today here at the Renaissance Hotel in Midtown Manhattan, and there was a ton, a very large contingent of Padres fans that have made the trip to see San Diego play inside Yankee Stadium Joe Musgrove on the bump for the pods they're the road favorites today up in the Bronx against the Yankees what does the AI model have for the approach of this game well I hope all the out-of-town fans like to see runs get scored because the AI model is big on the over in this game um, as I touched on with the last game, you know, the model, I do rely heavily on starting pitching. The Yankees are going to be running out a guy today who he's making his first career start. And from what I'm telling, he's not one of those prospects that they're super excited to get up and show what they can do. They kind of need a starter right now. Rodon's gone. They got a guy suspended. So I kind of had to call someone up. Uh, Vasquez is one in five this year in the minors over a four, eight, five ERA. So he's been getting hit down in the minors. I would think that we'd have a great chance for the Padres to get some confidence and get going yeah. it's a uh, great weather out there today we got slight wind blowing to right field which Yankee Stadium you couldn't really ask for more and then as far as Musgrove right. it's uh you know five starts this year and four of them have not been good the thing with Musgrove is what's made him so great the last few years is his uh, slider was almost unhittable this year that pitch is being slugged at a rate of 1,000 he's throwing it a lot less which means he's relying on his secondary pitches which is up and down for him so i think he has to try to establish that slider today uh the other thing is he's struggling with righties and i think we know what the yankees are running out there they got plenty of righties to hit them yeah. so i can see a game uh you know early them the uh, padres jumping on him and musgrove getting a little longer leash if the padres are scoring some runs to try to work his way through this thing uh definitely makes me feel yeah. like this game should be going over the total at nine, the Padres need some offense. There's still four games below 500, despite all the sluggers in that offensive lineup. The Baltimore Orioles had great success inside Yankee Stadium over their final two games of the series against the Yanks. Baltimore is 18 and nine away from home this year. It's the best road record in all of the bigs. And when you look at this game, Shane, it's probably the marquee matchup of this Friday slate, the Orioles and the Rangers. No, that's not a typo or a misspeak. The Orioles have the second best record in Major League Baseball. The Rangers have the third. So what does the AI model have to say about two teams, Shane? We probably didn't expect to be at this point two months into the Major League Baseball season. So uh, for most of the season, the model has been loving the Rangers, and that's not going to change today. Um, 
you got Gray on the mound. He's already faced this Baltimore team once this year. He allowed four hits and two runs. That was his first start of the season. Uh, 2.2 ERA on the road. The thing we're seeing with him is his slider is almost unhittable. He's about a 170 average. Uh, Baltimore, that's the pitch they struggle with the most. Uh, the other thing, too, that we take into account is Rodriguez, his record doesn't seem that bad. And I was kind of curious why the model liked it so much. I dig a little deeper. Is He's kind of got lucky that Baltimore has showed up in the games he's pitched. He's got bailed out in some games he mm. could have lost and the team came back. You're seeing some higher scoring games. Uh, the thing that I go back to is I don't see Greg giving up four or five, six runs today. Uh, if you could keep them scoring a little. And you know how Baltimore is. Baltimore doesn't quit. You don't let them hang around. You got to put it on them early. Uh the, the Rodriguez is only going to throw pretty much fastball and change up. Uh, Texas, they're not great at hitting the fastball as far as average, but their power against the fastball is almost elite. And as far as changeups go, Texas might be the best changeup hitting team in the league. So um, I don't think Rodriguez is going to be able to get by just trying to throw the fastball past these guys. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Rangers. The O's back in Baltimore. They're booked as a home favorite. Shane, it's very interesting to see how the odds have evaluated the Orioles this year. Last year, booked as an underdog in about 80% of their games. This year so far, a favorite in 27 of 51, more than 50% of the tilts for the Orioles. Next game up is an interesting one. The Minnesota Twins, Shane, 26 and 24. The only team in the American League Central with a winning record, they sit in first place. They take on a Toronto Blue Jays team that has really been struggling here. Now only one game above 500 in the cellar, though, of the American League East. If the Blue Jays were in the AL Central, they'd be in the hunt for the top spot, but they're in last in their own division. What does the model see here for the breakdown between the Blue Jays and the Twins today in Minneapolis? So the model absolutely loves Toronto today, uh, probably because Gossman's on the mound, and Gossman's kind of the reason why we call it gambling, right? He's had two starts this year where he has just been terrible, and then almost every other start he had, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. There's not much middle ground with the guy, right? It's one or two runs or it's eight runs. Uh, as far as today, I'm definitely looking for it to be one of his better starts. Uh, right at the top of the order right away with Correa, Buxton, Solano. Those guys have seen him plenty of times. You got a one for seven from Buxton, one from 10 from Correa, 0 for four for Solano. So I definitely see them getting out there, shutting these guys down early. Uh, we got Varland on the mound for Minnesota. He's actually a pretty solid pitcher. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people know about him. The thing is, uh, slugging versus right-handers uh, has been kind of his downfall. What are we getting with Serrano? You're getting Springer, Bichette, Guerrero. You got the righties that could do it. Uh, the other thing, too, is he's a four-seam cutter guy. I think we've seen through the season, if you don't have some kind of off-speed pitch, Toronto's going to catch up to you, whether it's early, it's the second, third time around. You can't just rely on a fastball and a cutter to get by these guys. So definitely like Toronto to get it going here, put up a couple runs. And like I said, I think Gossman, if, if he could get a little lead, he could settle in. We'll see one of those uh, prime performances from him here. All right. So, Shane, the final game that we'll discuss here at altitude tonight in Denver, Coors Field, the setting for the Rockies and the Mets. Max Scherzer on the bump for New York. They're greater than a $2 favorite. But the idea, Shane, always being at altitude, the ball flies, you're going to see runs at Coors. Does the AI model back up that theory? It sure does. It's so true. The AI model likes the Mets so much today that it's all, it almost scares you, right? Like, I got them around 70% <laughs> winning today. Uh, it's for good reason. You got Scherzer on the mound. He's been a little bit up and down, but if you look at his actual numbers, right, the fastball spin, the curveball spin, a couple, you dive a little deeper, he's been elite. So there's much reason to believe he's going to get back to who he's been. 
Uh, he's faced this Colorado team a bunch of times. Blackman's the only one who's had any success, and that's only a 278 average. Uh, on the other side of it, you're going to have CeCe Bold going. He's let up three runs in three innings, and he let up six runs in four innings the game before that, allowing over 300 average to lefties and righties. Uh, fastball slider guy, which Lindor is really the only Met that's struggling. They have, a, you know, half their team could hit fastballs, half could hit sliders. So he would really have to be on his game today to get past them. I'm going Mets on the run line. I see him running it up and putting on a show today. The total 11 and a half as well. Shane Lloyd's on. Thank you so much from Pine Sports getting us set for this Friday night slate in Major League Baseball. More of the morning after up next here on Sportsman. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. History on the line as the Eastern Conference Finals continues into Memorial Day weekend. Game number six tomorrow night in South Beach. The Boston Celtics looking to pull off the impossible and come back from an 0-3 series deficit against the Miami Heat. Welcome back to this Friday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159 as well. I am Ben Stevens. Very pleased to welcome on NBA TV's Chris Miles, who has been with you all throughout the playoffs, pretty much on a nightly basis on NBA TV to make sense of everything. And Chris, you might have to make sense of the first ever time we have seen a team come back from an 0-3 series hole in the NBA postseason in the history of the association. We'll discuss if it's a realistic possibility entering game six tomorrow night in Miami. But first, we thank you for being here on this Friday morning. Yeah, I mean, this feels historic if it does come to fruition. We've had 15 teams of the 150 before, right, get to this point. So even what we see now is very rare should be one of those things where, okay, Boston was the better team during the regular season. Miami was the Cinderella eighth seed. Is it like, uh-oh, it's midnight for them. Is that what we're seeing happening? Because it sure feels that way. This is the 151st all-time playoff series in NBA history that has seen a team hold a 3-0 series advantage. As Chris mentioned, the previous 150 have all ended with the team that held a 3-0 series lead, winning the series all 150 times. This, just the 12th time we've ever seen a team force a sixth game, we have seen three teams force game number seven. Chris, before we look forward, we look back. Game number five last night in Boston. The Celtics pick up their second victory of the Eastern Conference Finals, covering as an eight-point home favorite inside TD Garden, 110-97 the final. So, Chris, what has Boston done differently in these last two games as opposed to the first three of the opening games here in the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, there are several things, but let's look at Boston as a season-wide team and see exactly what's happened these last two games. And it's simple. When they're cashing and splashing from outside, it's over, right? So they shoot over 40% from three-point range. They only have two losses on the season. The last two games, they've shot over 40% from three-point range. So it really is like that simple. The other thing we see is the Miami Heat, 
you know, they shot a higher field goal percentage than the Boston Celtics and still lost that game. So really, you circle the three-point shooting for the Boston Celtics. You think quality shots, make sure that they drop. That's what you're thinking if you're Boston. Now, we can get inside of it. Like for Miami, the injury started to add up and it may be just mm. too much. You know, the straw that broke the camel's back because Tyler Hero was out, Victor Oladipo's out. Losing Gabe Vincent, who was their most efficient screen and role player in the postseason, right? That's a huge loss for them. I know he's an undrafted guy, but remember last win, he had 29 points. So you got to think maybe that's the last injury that's just too much uh, for the Miami yeah. Heat. Got to see if he's going to come back in game six or a possible game seven. But I would look at those two things as the major factors. Boston's three-point shooting, right? And then yeah. the injuries catching up with Miami because this was a team that's you know was scoring 120 a game in their three wins. Miami now 97 a game in their two losses. Yeah, three of the first four games in this Eastern Conference Finals pushing to the over last night, well under 215 for that closing number and Chris I think when you follow the numbers that's the easiest point to look at is the three-point shooting for Boston below 35 percent in the three losses to start this series above 40 percent in both game four and game five Jason Tatum 21 points last night one of four Celtic starters that scored 21 or more also his fourth consecutive game with a double double adding in 11 dimes on the other side, though, Chris, for Jimmy frickin' Butler, not a Jimmy frickin' Butler performance, only 14 points last night, his playoff low. How would you categorize Jimmy's performance in game number five in Boston? Uh, typical Jimmy Butler, right? Like, we've been seeing playoff Jimmy and playoff Jimmy. Well, this was regular season Jimmy, where he's like, all right, mm -hmm. we're not going to win this one, so let me not turn it on to that next level, Right. And I think that's just exactly what we saw from him. In game two, for instance, he kind of had a pedestrian game. He's like, oh, Grant Williams, you want to talk trash? I got nine points for you in the fourth quarter, nine of his 27. But if you look at that, before he turned that on, that was also a, you know, a scoring game in the teens for him. And the, it would hit the under, if you would, if you place that prop bet. So I think keeping an eye on Jimmy Butler when the game is close is what matters most. And I, I, there was a moment in the game where the Heat were looking to make a push and Robert Williams swatted his shot at the three-point line, right? And you saw Jimmy Butler kind of go, this doesn't feel like our night. Like, you just kind of saw it in his face, and I think he took a step back and he reserved his energy. I want to see what he does in game six. I feel like game six needs to be that playoff Jimmy performance for the Miami Heat to win and close this out because the last thing they want is game seven in Boston after being up 3-0. Oh, all the pressure would be on the Miami Heat in that situation. And it feels like the pressure is starting to flip here. Chris, we've seen that reflected in the series prices. Entering game number one, Boston was a $5.50 favorite to win the Eastern Conference Championship. Miami takes a 2-0 series lead. For the first time, the Heat flipped to the favored side. After the 3-0 series lead, Miami was a minus 1,300 series outright favorite. Entering game number five, Last night at three to one, it was minus 260 for the Heat. Now that we're only a game difference in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's Miami at minus 130. So, Chris, the odds optimistic that Boston can pull off a historic feat. At this point, 
with Miami still holding a 3-2 series lead, how realistic is it for the Celtics to come back from the 0-3 series deficit? I thought it was realistic the night that they went down 3-0. We had Greg Anthony on our show on NBA TV uh, doing a post-game coverage, and he said, look, when I was with Portland, uh, we are one of those teams that came back and forced the game seven. I was like, oh, really? You know, like you said, it's only happened three times. And he was breaking down for us really why the Boston Celtics are a team that logically could do that, right? One, they got the yeah. superstar Jason Tatum, right? We saw what he did against the Boston Celtics. I mean, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Two, yep. they were the better team during the regular season. Three, they're healthier. Four, you know, if they win game two, it's just a 2-1 series. You're like, oh, you take the blowout, you move on from it, you don't talk about it too much. So there's a lot of factors for the Boston Celtics that you go, oh, man, when they're down 3-0, that doesn't seem like a silly bet to kind of place it on them as the first team to come back in history because there are a lot of reasons why this team could and should make this an interesting series like we're seeing now. And I will say this, the Celtics currently the underdog in the series price at plus 110, but a favorite for game number six. If you think Boston does force a game seven, they are not going to be an underdog back inside TD Garden. So there is a plus money price that might evaporate rather quickly. Greg Anthony, like you mentioned, Chris, part of the 03 Blazers, one of the three teams that forced a game seven after being down 0 three only three times in NBA history in all three of those teams were the lesser seed here Boston is the higher seed and objectively overall the better team so we get ready for game number six on a Saturday night in South Beach the Heat and the Celtics Boston booked as a three-point road favorite Chris as you get ready for game number six and preview this matchup what is the key to the game that will decide the outcome and potentially the Eastern Conference Finals? Miami's ability to defend Boston at the three-point line. Point blank, simple. And, you know, Miami's got to put points on board, right? You're not going to – it's going to be very hard to win a clinching game with 97 points, right? So, yes, that's part of it. But for the Celtics, we know the numbers, 40% from three-point range. If they hit that number, you're in deep trouble. Um, for the Miami mm-hmm. Heat, you got to think, all right, they're making the extra pass. They're hitting the open shot. It can't be Derek White. Derek White can't end our season, right? It can't be Marcus Smart yeah. and Al Horford lighting, it up, lighting us up. Let's make sure if we lose, it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Stay home on defense. Make those two guys beat us, which sounds like backwards, but that's the thing about the Celtics. They're role players are guys that star in their role. So don't let them light, up, light you up from three-point range. Stay home on those three-point shots. Derek White, games five, leading score, 24 points, six of eight from deep. Marcus Smart, 23 points. He was four of six from beyond three-point land as well. Part of the supporting cast, of course, for the Celtics. We'll await the status of Gabe Vincent, a incredibly important contributor for Miami. Kyle Lowry filled in in the starting lineup only five points last night. Caleb Martin has scored at least 14 in all five games of the Eastern Conference Finals as well. So Chris, of the two supporting casts that you see on your screen, one for the Seas, one for the Heat, who is more important to the outcome of tomorrow night's game? Man, I mean, I'm going to circle one guy and I'm going to say Gabe Vincent. Right, because if he can't play, 
he's so far down the depth chart, right, that if you go past him, Duncan Robinson, great shooter, had three fouls immediately. Max Struess struggled. We know he really can't put the ball on the floor and is not the same level defender. So both lineups, all role players, great. But I think Gabe Vincent is needed hmm. more so than anyone else to be on the floor, to be able to perform. And it's just a lot to ask for a guy that tweaked his ankle, you know, four days ago. Yeah, injured his ankle late in the fourth quarter of game number four. He had 17 points before that injury in game four, a career-best 29 in the dismantling of Boston in game number three. So awaiting whoever wins the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially after history in the NBA playoffs, is the Denver Nuggets. Into the NBA Championship Series, Chris, for the first time in franchise history, that is now 47 years. Chris, if Boston wins this series, pulls off the impossible in and comes back, do you think the Denver Nuggets are the NBA Finals favorite, or would Boston be the favorite side entering the Finals? Well, I would pick the Nuggets in five games. Right? Mm. That No matter who they face, I think the Nuggets in 5-1, because if you face the Heat, he'd have too many injuries that they're dealing with. If you face the Celtics, now you're talking about a team that went to the Finals last year. It would have to push to a game seven to get there while the Nuggets are resting and are 100% healthy. And, you know, two time MVP, Holy Jokic. Man, I'm going to Denver Nuggets. It feels like their year. And I like the Bucks to be the team, like to compete against them. And they went out in the first round. Nuggets, 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 yeah. Nuggets. I think in five games, I doubt the finals goes to six. When you look at what Denver has done here in this postseason, they've been an absolute wagon. They've been blowing through teams, even in six games against the Suns, which was their longest series. Nikola Jokic was historic in his performances. Eight triple doubles. It's why he's the odds-on favorite to win the NBA Finals MVP as well at this moment. Chris Miles from NBA TV. We'll see you around this weekend. Game number six tomorrow night in Miami. Chris, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. 30-point triple-double average for the Joker, man. Just amazing. It is crazy, crazy to see. We round out the show up next on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here, live on the morning after on this Friday, closing out our week together here on TMA as well. All around the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, and of course that now includes the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. You want to be a smarter sports better? It's smarter to be on Sports Grid. That starts with the new Spiz Grizz app. This is our final show of the week. Because of the Memorial Day holiday weekend, we won't be here Monday either. We'll be back on Tuesday, though, at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So before we send you in to, to your weekend, listen, it's the unofficial start of summer right now. After summer, what's next? The fall. Football season is close. The college football season is just 92 days 
away now. So, with no games in the NBA playoffs or the Stanley Cup postseason tonight, I use the opportunity to talk about a win total bet for ACC football in 2023. Before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for Bye Bye Bye. Now, my moniker in these here streets is Big Ten Ben. So why would I go to the ACC to give you my first win total that I like for the 2023 college football campaign? Because it's plus money to the over of six and a half wins for check notes. Duke? Duke football? Yes, Duke Blue Devil football over six and a half wins for 2023 now a duke team that won nine games last year eight in the regular season returns their starting quarterback in riley leonard who led the blue devils in rushing last year at just shy of 700 yards 699 13 rushing scores on the ground 20 touchdown passes and nearly 3,000 yards through the air duke is talented the schedule was difficult, but with plus money to the over, we take it while we can. Over six and a half wins for Duke football in 2023. Have a lovely holiday weekend. Enjoy Memorial Day. We'll see you next week. I'm Ben Stevens.